Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. The matter of God blessing his people is so often spoken of in Christian circles these days. Popular books detail the right prayer to pray or the latest method of bringing ourselves into a place where God can bless us. Well, surely God does desire to bless his people. Perhaps you've prayed such a prayer of faith and God has answered by blessing you with some material possession. But if the Lord would mercifully open our eyes we would see that even in an Old Testament book like Deuteronomy, the highest blessing for God's people is just Christ himself, and that we would hold him fast and live in the sweetness of his presence. Dick Taylor has joined us today for another life study from Deuteronomy. Dick, good to have you back as always. Thank you, Chris, and it's so good to be with you to enjoy this highest blessing, Christ himself. Dick, today as we look at chapter 11 in Deuteronomy, we see that there is the promise of a marvelous fivefold blessing if we keep Christ as the Word of God in some very specific ways. Of course, the blessings that are outlined in Deuteronomy were outward, even physical, some of them are material, and they were conditioned upon keeping the commandment. But today, the real blessings are spiritual, or we could use the word intrinsic, And we're going to get into these, but let's open up by discussing this matter. And that is, in order to receive the real blessing, God is not looking for us to keep an outward commandment of the law, but to keep Christ as the Word of God. What does this mean, Dick, to keep Christ as the Word of God? Well, it's possible, Chris, just to have the outward letter of God's Word. For example, in the Old Testament, you had all the laws, ordinances, and commandments But actually, they are a picture and a type pointing us to Christ himself as the reality of the Word of God. In John chapter 5, some of the religious leaders uh, came to the Lord, and they were trying to give him a hard time. But you know what he said? He said, you search the Scriptures, because in them you think you have eternal life. But it is these Scriptures that testify concerning me, and you're not willing to come to me that you might have life. So the real word of God is the living word, which is just Christ himself embodied in the written word. So you may have black and white letters, but you may miss the person. The real blessing in God's economy is just Christ himself. God wants to bless us with himself in Christ. So may we never let anything replace Christ. He is God's unique blessing. Dick, we want to look at some of the verses in chapter 11. It's not an overly long chapter, but we're just going to read a few. I think that'll be helpful as we get into this matter of these, uh, this fivefold, I think it's probably the best way to phrase it, a fivefold blessing that God is promising his people if, as Moses put, they would keep his commandment. And we have seen, as you just pointed out, for us, the New Testament believers, this commandment today is just Christ. Amen. Amen. 
I want to read in chapter 11, verses 8 and 9, and then 11. It says, Therefore you shall keep the whole commandment which I am commanding you today, so that you may be strong, and that you may go in and possess the land into which you are crossing over to possess it, and so that you may extend your days upon the ground which Jehovah swore to your fathers to give it to them and to their seed, a land flowing with milk and honey. It is a land which Jehovah your God cares for. Always the eyes of Jehovah your God are upon it, from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. Praise the Lord. Oh, that's a marvelous picture, isn't it, Dick? It surely is. The eyes of Jehovah are continually upon this land. Amen. And as we have seen before and we'll see again today, not only is the commandment Christ, the land is Christ. Everything is Christ. Everything is Christ. Here's Witness Lee. In Deuteronomy 11, this trash is this. The children of Israel, if they were willing to uh, keep Moses' words, what does this mean today? That is to keep Christ as the word of God. They will receive the following blessings. To keep Christ, then you will get the blessings. Here you have five items of blessing. The first blessing is that if you keep Christ, you'll be strong to go on. To go on to do what? To go on to possess the promised land. That is to gain Christ. Moses' word is to possess. Paul's word is to gain If we hold fast to Christ, surely every day will be strengthened. And every day will be encouraged to go on. Number two, if we have something that is touching the heart of of God, then God would put his eyes on from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, a whole year. God's eyes will be on you. That means his care is on you all the day. Not just his affection, but his care. So in this book, you could see, firstly, God set his affection on us. Secondly, he put his eyes on us. The whole year we will be under his care. That means all the time you see his eyes. That means every time, every hour, every minute, you are under his presence. This is the dear, dear blessing. To me, no blessing is so dear as this one. You just enjoy his care. You just enjoy his presence. He just put his eyes upon you. Why? Because you hold fast to Christ. You just enjoy Christ all the day long. Well, Dick, we've just seen the first two of these five blessings for those who keep Christ as the Word of God. The first one was that we would be strengthened, we would be made strong to possess the land or to gain Christ, as Paul phrases it in the New Testament. And then secondly, that our days in the land or our days in Christ would be extended and that in Christ, his eyes would always be upon us. These are truly, as he said, the most precious blessings available to God's people, aren't they? 
They really are, Chris. Like you said, Moses says, possess the land, but Paul said, let's gain Christ. So as we take heed to and care for and love Christ as the Word of God, then what happens, we really enjoy God's blessing, and this is a real precious blessing. Because we keep Christ, then God blesses us and strengthens us to hold fast to Christ. Like Paul said, one thing I do, I pursue toward the goal for the prize to which God in Christ Jesus has called me upward. Right. So we're blessed with the strength and encouragement to go on and possess Christ more. And I was thinking also, Chris, of that second blessing, God's eyes are on the land. Right. Well, what touches the heart of God more than Christ himself as the word of God? The more we uh, keep Christ as the word of God, the more we have God's affection, we have God's dear presence signified by his eyes. I was thinking of Matthew 17 when the Lord took the three disciples up to the mountain. Up to the mountain, right. Well, what happened there is Moses and Elijah also showed up in a miraculous way. Uh, And the disciples started putting their eyes somewhere else. And they, uh, what, were recognizing Moses and Elijah kind of on an equal ground with Christ. Well, the father was very unhappy. So the cloud came in. The voice came out of the cloud. They all hit the deck. <laughs> then they heard a voice. This is my son in whom I delight. Hear him. And then it says they looked up and they saw no one except, except Jesus, Jesus only. only. Right. Which means God was training them to enjoy Christ uniquely because that's where God's eyes are. Mm. God's eyes are uniquely on Christ. So when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus Christ. Isn't this good? It is marvelous. The picture here of the land uh, being fulfilled by Christ as God's eyes were gazing to and fro across the land. For us, that means when we're in Christ, really enjoying him because Christ is the object of God's delight, as you pointed out there in Matthew 17 in whom I delight, that's where his gaze is focused. That's right. So we don't want to deviate from Christ at all. All day long, we want to love him. We want to enjoy him, praise him, honor him. Then God's eyes are on us and God's affection is with us. And as Paul said, we want to be found in him. Amen. Let's be found in Christ. Amen. Dick, the next blessing, number three now, we're uh, moving on in chapter 11 begins at verse 14. It says, I will give rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the late rain, so that you may gather your grain and your new wine and your fresh oil. And I will put grass in your field for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. But we have to pay attention to the next couple of verses, Dick, because along with this third blessing of the rain comes a warning. And that's in the next two verses. Be careful lest your heart is deceived And you turn aside and serve other gods and bow down to them. And the anger of Jehovah burns against you, and he shuts up heaven, so that there is no rain, and the earth does not yield its produce. And you perish quickly from off the good land which Jehovah is giving to you. A stern warning here, yet the promise of another marvelous blessing that we'll see what it typifies in this coming portion. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Number three, God would give rain, hold the rain today. That's right. The spirit. You will not be dry, right? But you will be always under the water. Always some water. Then you will have the harvest. The harvest of grain 
and new wine and uh, all the things in their hand, they will be nourished. They will be watered. Suppose your heart will be deceived and uh, you will turn outside to serve and worship other gods. You may ask me, what are the other gods to you? Well, maybe education, maybe business, maybe your preference. These might be your gods. When you turn your heart from God to the other things, the anger, you see, not the care, the anger of Jehovah would burn against you. God would shut up the heaven. No more rain. That means no more watering. And even the earth, that means the field, would not yield its produce. You will be perishing. This is the third blessing. That is the heavenly watering. Dick, a lot of passages in the Bible, even in the New Testament, uh, liken the Spirit to the flow of water, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yet, uh, and this is the third blessing, the outpouring of this wonderful, refreshing flow of the water of life. But the warning here, idolatry was always a problem for the children of Israel in the land uh, because there was a temptation to be drawn off uh, by the peoples that were there and the neighboring peoples that were idolatrous. He pointed out a couple of things uh, in our experience or our realm of understanding that uh, can be idolatrous things for us and can cause us this blessing. Let's talk about that for a minute. That could refer to many things like uh, our career, our education. Uh, all of these things can take our heart away from the Lord. I was thinking of Second Corinthians 3.16, Chris, where it says, Whenever the heart oh, shall yeah. turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Not only can God's Word, if you don't turn to Christ himself as the real Word of God, Even God's word can become a veil to you. But even your career, your education, good things in your life, being occupied with things, your heart is just occupied with things other than Christ. So rather than gaining the spirit, which is God's blessing, which is just Christ filling you, you end up with God's unhappiness and wrath and a shortage of the spirit. Uh, The rain is withheld. And you walk around as a dry Christian. I hope none of you who are listening are dry Christians. I hope we would all freshly open up the ground of our heart and tell the Lord again, Lord Jesus, you're my first love. Because, Chris, I was thinking uh, in Revelation 2.4, the first word that the Lord had for the seven churches was, I have one thing against you. Yes. You've left your first love. Right. That means your heart is on other things. So I can't bless you with myself as the Spirit. I want to bless you. I want to fill you. I want to make you my testimony. But I can't bless you. Rather, I'm upset with you. Please return. So he was charging the Ephesians, return to your first love. May we all return to our first love, even as we listen to this life study of Deuteronomy. Mm. And we would fall freshly in love with Christ. Dick, let's go on. The fourth blessing is in verse 18. Therefore, you shall lay these words of mine on your heart and on your soul, and you shall bind them on your hand as a sign, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them to your children, speaking about them when you sit in your house and when you journey on the way, and when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, 
that your days be multiplied as well as the days of your children upon the land which Jehovah swore to your fathers to give to them as long as the days of heaven are above the earth. Amen. Oh, these verses now, aren't they marvelous? They are marvelous. Let's go back to Witness Lee. For they were to lay the words of Moses on their heart. You have to lay Christ on your heart and on your soul. You have to bind Christ on your hand as a sign, as a symbol. And you have to teach Christ to others. Then when you sit in your home or you journey on the way, then it's what? Anywhere, anytime, you couldn't forget Christ. All the time, Christ, Christ, Christ. You are just addicted to Christ. Amen. You have a Christ addiction. Amen. How about that? Amen. Are you so? You know, when young people, young man, young lady, got interested with one another, all the time, the other party is in you. All the time. You know this. You just compare this with God. Do you love God in that way? I tell you, what Moses wrote here is just a kind of a courtship. <laughs> God is carrying out his courtship with the one in whom he is very much interested. Amen. Then how about you? Toward him. You are in the courtship too. You have to love God to such an extent. What is this? This is a blessing. Firstly, God is coming to you as the heavenly rain. Now, you have to return something to him. That's your love. You must lay Christ on your heart and on your soul. And you have to bind Christ to everything that is related with you. Well, Dick, I surely love this picture. Me too. Yeah, and the you know, and the blessing we just looked at a moment ago, the rain, mm-hmm. which typifies the Spirit coming down. Mm-hmm. This is God's love coming to us. That's right. But now, in this fourth blessing, this matter of binding, uh, fixing Christ to our heart and to our soul, this is our returning our love to him. Like a young man is totally fixed upon uh, his fiance. I remember those days very well. Me too. Yeah, we were uh, <laughs> consumed, weren't we? We sure were. Are we consumed that way with the Lord today? That's the question, isn't it? I hope it? so. That's our prayer. I, I like the fact that, uh, like you said, Chris, the rain came down. That's the Lord's love. And he just loves us so much. Well, the rain came down and our love goes up. <laughs> so our response is love back to the Lord. This is a real blessing to love the Lord. And uh, practically, how do we do this? By laying Christ on our heart. So this word in Deuteronomy reminds us that we just need to love him by laying him on our heart, binding him here, enjoying him on our journey, wherever we may be or wherever we're doing, we would just enjoy Christ. And to love Christ is a real blessing. Okay, Dick, our fifth blessing now, as we conclude today, it says, If you are certain to keep all this commandment, which I am commanding you to do, to love Jehovah your God, to walk in all his ways, and hold fast to him, Jehovah will dispossess all these nations from before you, 
and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. Amen. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Now, the last item of the blessing, if they would keep all Christ and love Jehovah, their God, and walk in all his way, and hold fast to him. Four points. Keep Christ, love God, walk in his way, and hold fast to him. Uh, let me share with you, have you all ever practiced this, holding fast to my Lord? I would not let him go. I still can remember at least once I did this, practically. I would not let you go, Lord. I was desperate. So we have to love the Lord to such an extent, holding fast to him. When you hold fast to him, he will get rid of all the enemies around you. You know, you're holding fast to Christ, that is a blessing. Amen. You are so blessed, you would hold fast to him, that you enjoy him. Then you will be blessed to keep Christ, to love God, to walk in all his way, and to hold fast to him. These are the blessings. I tell you, the biggest blessing is God's presence. And the biggest blessing is your enjoyment of his presence. Jick, I feel like we're getting our mind renewed. This last matter of holding him fast, it seems as if this would be the requirement so that we would get blessed. But actually, the holding him fast is the blessing, isn't it? It surely is, Chris, and it reminds me of um, Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3. Oh, yes. They were enjoying God's blessing uh, because it says uh, in verse 8 of chapter 3 of Revelation, I know your works. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut because you have a little power and you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Some translations say, have held fast my word. So yes, this is a blessing to really hold fast the Lord. Uh, I appreciate very much, Chris, that the Lord today is the life-giving spirit, and it tells us in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. As I consider even Brother Lee, Brother Chris, I realize he was a brother who really enjoyed that blessing, always practicing to hold fast the Lord as the Word of God by practicing to be one spirit with him, particularly by loving him. And no doubt the best way to hold fast this wonderful Christ is to always speak our love to him. Lord Jesus, I love you. Dick, when we're holding him fast, the blessing there is that we're not free to hold on to anything else, are we? That's right. Let's hold him fast. Dick, always an enjoyment, a refreshment, and a real holding fast of Christ when we get to fellowship together in these programs. I look forward to our next chance to be together. Me too. Let's keep holding this Christ. We invite you to keep holding fast to him and enjoying this five-fold blessing that we've gotten into today. If you missed part of it, would like to get a review, a couple of ways you can do that. First of all, call us at our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. 
That's 888-543-3788. And we'll tell you how you can get the printed life study message that has all of these details uh, developed much more than we were able to today. Secondly, you can tune into our website at www.lifestudy.com, and there you could listen to this program uh, today or tomorrow. It'll be there uh, uh, right now if you were to go, and uh, you could hear it again. So those two ways we have for certain that you can uh, hear this message again and find out all the treasures included in this fivefold blessing of Christ to God's people. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.